0: This is the Canty and Carlin
1: podcast. I don't know, man. I could take some of that sugar right now. I could use a little bit of a sugar boost, a little bit of a sugar right high
2: into my veins with a snow cone.
1: <laughs> Let's go. Well, they call us the IV brothers. Uh, are you, is anybody watching? Is anybody watching Succession? Anybody? Yes. The, yes. What? What? The the dastardly brother. What's the what are uh, Greg and Tom? What do they call themselves? Oh, they have a nickname for each other. Oh, I yeah. want to say it's something it, like dastardly or dirty. So or I'm only one episode something.
2: into this season. Uh so I got a little catching up to
1: do. I'm, uh Okay, yeah, it's I mean it it's just a moving treadmill, man. It's just the, the writing is so good. The storylines are so good. We're going to try to emulate it. It's Canty and Carl in ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as on your smart speaker. He is Aaron Goldhammer, uh, ESPN Radio in Cleveland. I'm Randy Scott, SportsCenter AM here in uh, Bristol, Connecticut, tomorrow 7 a.m. Eastern. On ESPN, I, I'm not saying emulated in terms of the backstabbing, you know, maybe maybe an Irish accent now and again, just to properly shout out Brian Cox. But that's it. Um, the phone number is eight, 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 seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six, eight, 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 say ESPN. Inviting you to join in the conversation here. Um, we've had we've had a call today that said the Tiger Woods is going to win two more majors. <laughs> so whatever you say, Let's see uh, if we <laughs> can best that won't be the, the craziest hottest
2: take of the day. <laughs>
1: It won't be the hottest take. And actually, you know what? A definitive take, matter of fact, a a prediction coming from the NFL community and from one of our most uh, respected voices, the venerable Chris Mortensen, uh, thinks he has figured out or at least has reason to believe and say with confidence who the Carolina Panthers will take with the number 1 overall draft pick in three weeks' time. Matter of fact, three weeks, I believe, from tonight in the first round of the NFL draft. And this comes on the heels, right? We had the, we had the, we had the spandex Olympics there in, in Indianapolis. We had, you know, Bryce Young weighing in north of two hundred pounds. That was an accomplishment. Then, then the pro days, and Anthony Richardson hit the roof with a football, and suddenly he could do a backflip, and that's worthy of pinning your your franchise's hopes to his back. So I say all that to say that that Chris Mortensen has has parsed through all that gold hammer. He has huh? just seen through it all, and this. On the Sports Center Mock Draft is who our ESPN NFL insider, our senior NFL insider, predicts Carolina will take. Field, what I'm hearing is that
3: both Mel and Todd are going to have to change their mock drafts. Ooh. And that Bryce Young is the pick. And yes, Frank Wright, connecting Frank Wright to C.J. Stroud in terms of the prototype of the guy that he, he's worked with in the past, uh, but they all love Bryce Young. I think I'll quote Adam Schefter who said, this reminds him of when the 49ers moved up all the way to three, and it was in, uh, intentional to draft Mac Jones, and then change their mind at the last minute and drafted Trey Lance. And that has not worked out for the 49ers, and I think the Panthers are on Bryce Young at the start and will stick with him when it's time to turn in that card.
1: Bryce Young. Bryce Young is the pick, according to Chris Mortensen, our senior NFL insider. Whether that's the right pick or not, first of all, whether it comes to pass, and then secondly, Hammer, whether or not that is the right pick, I have my doubts on Bryce Young.
2: I do, too, because of the size. I I think this is Bryce Young's career, Randy. I I think Mm -hmm. he's going to be the rookie of the year. I think he's going to be a guy that comes into the NFL and makes an instant impact for a team. What I wonder about is a 5'10 quarterback who's like my size and my weight. His durability playing with Giants in the NFL, I think, seriously is in question. But the guy is magic. Like, I I can't dispute, you know, one of these rookie quarterbacks to lead your team down uh, 75 yards for the go-ahead touchdown drive with two minutes to go. Bryce Young is definitely the guy that I'm taking. Uh, I believe Mort here, though. Like, what? What? First of all, Mort doesn't just throw something like this against the wall to see if it sticks, right? I mean, th- this is a guy who's True. got as much credibility as they have of anybody in the NFL. Uh, and then I also think. What are the Panthers? What what motivation do they have to try to fool anybody about which quarterback they're taking? They already traded up months ago for the number one pick in the draft, and they don't care if everybody figures it out before three weeks from now on a Thursday night. What 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 advantage is it to them if they have people guessing? Are they going to take Stroud? Or are they going to take Bryce Young?
1: No, that's they're you know the lying season is upon us, right? With what their plans are. Uh, when you have the number one overall pick, as you say, there is no true benefit. There really is not, uh, especially especially when you don't have one of your division rivals picking right behind you. What you said about NFL Rookie of the Year, though, is an interesting. It's an interesting note for me because I, I I wanted to get an idea of what sort of success rate what sort of indicator that is for a quarterback to win that award because that is unlike nfl mvp something that does get kind of spread around among offensive positions we've had plenty of running backs plenty of wide sure. receivers yep. uh on Garrett, the offensive Garrett side Wilson
2: won it this past year with the jets yeah. of
1: course and, yeah. Jam- and jamar chase before him but the quarterbacks so i'll just go since 2000 okay. uh going backwards justin herbert kyler murray dak prescott robert griffin iii cam newton huh. Uh-huh. Sam Bradford, Matt Ryan, Vince uh-huh. Young, and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh-huh. I
2: mean, it's all over the board. Vince Young was the rookie of the
1: year. Vince Young was the offensive rookie of the year. So that's five Super Bowl, five Super Bowl appearances among those quarterbacks, and three of them belong to Ben Roethlisberger.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, and like Patrick Mahomes wasn't the rookie of the year. He played one game as a rookie in the NFL. Right. So again, the instant impact. Of a rookie quarterback doesn't necessarily portend that the guy is going to be one of the best players in the league at that position for the next ten years, and that's sort of my view on how I think Bryce Young's career is going to go. What do you, What do you make of you know Frank Reich's history? All his quarterbacks are six three and taller, and he has to have a tall quarterback in order to. Do you buy into that, or do you think that's just a total red herring?
1: I no, I I, I do buy into it. If anything, Bryce Young would be the red herring. I think you have an idea, just as you can have a system. Uh, you can have an idea of who you want to run that system or who best runs that system. And I think at this point in his coaching career, uh, having been a part of a Super Bowl staff as well, I think Frank Reich understands who he wants and the model that he wants. There is, though, if you go back to Tuscaloosa or you go through the NFL draft process and scouting process so far, there's something about Bryce Young. And you mentioned Patrick Mahomes, and that's what sort of invokes it here. But there's something about Bryce Young that links up, jives with, emotes or invokes Mahomes. It's certainly not size-wise. It is. It's like a, a leadership, control, command. Yeah. That sort. Of, so I wonder, it's magic. Yeah, some players yeah. just have a little magic. And yeah. I look. I know
2: he's five ten. I know he weighs two hundred pounds. But when you go back and watch the way he pulled out some of those games at Alabama, mm-hmm. he's got a magical quality about him. There's no question about it.
1: Canteen and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs, from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Oh, let's hit that music. You know has a little magic in his own right is our ESPN reporter and host of NFL Matchup, Sal Palantonio, with us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And a reminder, you can catch a special NFL draft edition of NFL Matchup that's Monday night, 7 Eastern, on ESPN2 and uh, ESPN+. Plus. Sal is going to be embedded with the Panthers on draft week. And, Sal, we've been playing the sound from Chris Mortensen, uh, our, our you know colleague here at ESPN, who is definitive in saying that the pick is going to be Bryce Young. You were covering the Panthers, as we say on draft week. What's your sense about where they might go with that number one pick?
3: Yeah, I would not be shocked mm-hmm. if it's Bryce Young. I was just listening to you guys. I think command and control uh, is exactly how uh, you would describe Bryce Young, but also his ability to make plays off script off piste, as the skiers like to say, you know, go off the mountain (laughs) and and ride ride his own own wave uh, in the ocean. I I think, listen, Bryce Young is, when you study him on tape and, and you look at him, how he plays the game, he's very good at reading defenses. He's very good at getting rid of the football quickly and accurately. He doesn't force the ball. He has plenty of arm strength to make throws required in the NFL game. Uh, Listen, I I know he's 5'10". He he measures exactly as Kyler Murray did, slightly smaller than Drew Brees, slightly smaller than Russell Wilson. Uh, I think at the NFL level, um, you know, Frank Reich, his play designer and caller will have to create throwing lanes for Young, much like Sean Payton did for Brees in New Orleans. Uh, I, I think Young has just great vision downfield, and he's been really impressive in the interviews, natural charisma, leadership traits, likable, coachable. You know, I think the Panthers are just in love with the idea of A, he's smart, B, he's got charisma and leadership traits. He'll be a great face of the franchise. But He can make plays. He can make plays. He can make plays from the pocket, and he can make plays off script. So you got to have, these days, a dual-threat quarterback who can win from the pocket, and he can do that.
2: Sal Palantonio with us. Talking about the draft, there's some buzz out there, and they even admitted it, Sal, that the Ravens are looking quarterback with the Lamar situation going on. What What's your prediction about how that Lamar situation resolves itself, and do you think the Ravens are really seriously considering taking a QB?
3: I do. Uh, I know Eric Tacosta for a long time. He's an acolyte, obviously, of Ozzy Newsom. And the one thing that the Ravens have always done is protect themselves. And they have to protect themselves in this situation. They don't know how it's going to be resolved. Uh, I think anybody who knows the answer to that question is lying because the Ravens don't know. You know, I have nine teams, nine right now, in the first round, who are looking at quarterbacks really hard. Panthers, Raiders, Colts, Commanders, Patriots, Vikings, Ravens, Texans, Niners, 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 and I think the Patriots. So I think there's a lot of teams in the first round who are looking at quarterbacks. And, And, you know, when you look at the NFL, where we are right now, so last year, and this we got from ESPN Stats and Information from the great Evan Kaplan, in 2022, 68 quarterbacks started a game in the NFL, most in a non-strike season in pro football wow. history. Wow. Wow. So, you know, you've to, you, you know, you've got to draft quarterbacks. You've got to develop quarterbacks. You've got to coach quarterbacks as if they're going to start an NFL game because in a 17-game season, guys, your quarterback, whoever he is, first, if he's your starter, your second string, your third, your guy third on the depth chart, he's probably going to start a game. That's what's happening in the lead right now. And the NFL is looking for dual-threat quarterbacks who can win from the pocket, be on a rookie deal. Allow a team to build a roster and win a championship. I call it the Jalen Hurts effect.
1: He's our ESPN uh, oh, host of the NFL matchup, ESPN reporter as well. And Southpaw, I want to tap into your ties. Well, I want to make sure I got all the hats first of all, Southpaw. But but I'm also I'm also thinking <laughs>
3: that was funny. That was the first time my career was described onomatopoeia like that. You know, it was just a, ah, what the heck is going on? Here? Staccato, my man. Staccato,
1: my man. getting it out there, Sal Pal. But I, 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 I want to tap into the time that you've spent at Patriot Place, to the connections that you've made there, and get into what seemingly is the first sign of a, of 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 a continued, maybe lasting fracture between the coaching staff, the head of the coaching staff, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft as it pertains to their quarterback? Because it seems like the relationship there, when you throw Mac Jones into it, perhaps how he's valued or developed, like you said, you just outlined three things, and I think the Patriots are doing one of those three. Draft the quarterback, yes. Develop him and put him in a position to to succeed, no. And I just wonder how you view the relationship among all three parties moving forward.
3: Well, I think the bottom line is this. Uh, Bill Belichick wants to break Don, Don, uh, Don Shula's record. He's got 18 games to tie, 19 games to pass Don Shula as the all-time his coach. Robert Kraft wants that to happen in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. But how long can they hold out? How long can they do it? I mean, you live up there. You know what's going on. Yeah. You read what's yeah. happening, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's say they win seven, eight games, maybe this year. So now you got, you're got you going into 2025 or 24, 25 before you're going to get it done. So how long are they going to wait? Because uh, that's it, it, to me, that is the number one issue. Uh, Mr. Kraft is not getting any younger. He wants to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I believe he's on the doorstep of going in soon and should go in. Uh, but, you know... He's right now looking at a team that hasn't been in the playoffs uh, but one time since Tom Brady left and hasn't won a playoff game. So they got to start winning. They got to start winning games. And I think they're all getting impatient up there. Do you see them as a
2: real, realistic, ultimate destination for Lamar Jackson?
3: I just don't know the answer to that because they would have to trade for him and pay him. Because he wants a guaranteed deal. And I think the holdup among all of the owners in the NFL is not the money. It's the guarantee. It's not the player. Not the years. It's the guarantee. It's not the draft picks. It's, It's the guaranteed money. I think everybody's waiting to see which owner is going to break ranks. Like the Haslams did with Deshaun Watson. And so far none of them have.
1: All right, Sal Pal, as we're speaking with our host of the NFL matchup and our ESPN reporter, and a reminder, you can see a special NFL draft edition of NFL matchup, Monday night, seven Eastern ESPN two and ESPN plus. Let's talk Eagles, okay? It you it feels feel sacrilege to turn you loose oh, without okay. without yeah, doing let's that. Do that. I'm gonna put two players <laughs> two players in front of you, okay? In front of the Eagles Brain Trust. On draft yep. night, they fall into number 10. One of them is B. John Robinson, and the other is Jalen Carter. So you either go with a luxury pick, right? Perhaps a generational running back, but still, you know, running back at this point of the NFL's evolution. Okay, he's there at 10, or a guy in Jalen Carter who character questions, perhaps notwithstanding, he might be in the discussion for a number one pick. Who are the Eagles taking?
3: Well, okay. So they both have visited the NovaCare facility.
1: Okay. Uh, as Didn't one of the that. 30
3: visits. So both of them are in the mix, clearly. And that's a really tough question. If knowing the history of how the Eagles have drafted, especially in the top 15, they've drafted offensive line, defensive line, edge rusher. That's been pretty much it during the Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman era. Uh, having lost Javon, Javon Hargrave to free agency to San Francisco, uh, I think they are probably going to look at Jalen Carter really hard and long and, and find out, okay, we're doing our due diligence. We've interviewed this young man. We feel comfortable. Uh, Howie Roseman has a very good relationship with his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. Uh, they've been loath to draft a running back in the first round, not since Keith Byers. Since the Buddy Ryan era, have they done that? So it's been a long time. Uh, I think that they would go with Jalen Carter.
1: All right, let's see what happens come draft night. We'll get our answer in just three short weeks. Three more weeks of speculation, questions for Sal Pal Antonio again, our ESPN reporter and host of NFL matchups. Sal Pal, thank you so much. Enjoy, uh, enjoy you know the buildup to the first night of the draft. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Again, a reminder of that special NFL Draft Edition NFL matchup. It's Monday night, 7 Eastern, ESPN2 and ESPN+. We have a current quarterback. You know what? A past quarterback who did play in a Super Bowl and just wants to be a backup now. But he has a wish list on where that should happen. We'll tell you who he is and where he'd like to go. It's Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott, and for the guys, Canteen Carlin, Carl ESPN Radio and the ESPN app
0: passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast.
1: Aaron Goldhammer's back. Randy Scott's back. I don't go third person a lot, but it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80 and on your smart speaker, one of us, either Aaron Goldhammer or myself, sold tickets to the Backstreet Boys when they were in high school. No big deal. Could have been uh, me. Possibly. me? Was it you?
2: One of us? Listen. One of us was buying tickets to the Backstreet Boys when he was in
1: high school, probably. Man, in the D.C. area, you go to Hex, you go to a department store that had a Ticketmaster window, and you get yourself some tickets. You probably have to stay there overnight. Tower Records, maybe? I don't know. Kemp Mill Records, per per perchance. And you'd you'd bring... cat. The problem was, if you... you were you were asking to get robbed. It was pre, it was pre. I didn't have a debit card. It was pre all that. And so you just yeah. line up, just a bunch cash. of kids from the suburbs, cargo shorts, cash. full yeah. of cash, yeah. and just if somebody wanted yeah. to come through, some sort of yeah. weapon relieve you of that cash. Otherwise, get up there, get great seats, take an ad out in the Washington Post, three or four lines, twenty five bucks, put it in for a weekend, put your phone number in there. You get calls at the house. Mom would be like, "Why somebody from Maryland calling?" You'd be like, "Don't worry about it. You go meet him somewhere else. Sell the tickets. Double your money. Whoo! More cargo shorts. You're ready to go. Uh, the phone number is eight eight eight.
2: It's it sounds. Just to clarify, it sounds like Randy was definitely the one standing in line selling <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. I was doing my homework trying to
1: get into college. Yep. I was trying to pay for cotton. No, it was uh, Backstreet Boys. Man, it was the Voodoo Lounge tour for the Rolling Stones. I remember that. And Britney yep. Spears, uh, 311, oh, 311 of course yep. I
2: mean, these days now, you get in on that Taylor Swift ticket game. Like, you could make 50 grand. Easy. <sighs>
1: Man, you're not wrong about that. I, don't, I, I, I I was trying to go to that show, and I couldn't get tickets. Uh, all right, 888-729-3776 is the phone number. Speaking of dated references, Cam, yes. Newton, Cam Newton's back in the news. Uh, Cam <laughs> <Yeah>. Newton. Cam <laughs> Newton. Uh, who did he talk to? It's the YouTube's iconic saga. And uh-huh. Newton, who did not play in the NFL sure. last season, but Aaron, you remember when we last saw him who's back in in Carolina Panthers. Carolina and he colors, looked terrible.
2: Right? He just looked terrible Did and he... I It's hard to let it go, Randy. It is hard to admit that it is over. When you're an MVP and you had a 15 and 1 season, you went to a Super Bowl, you thought you were going to get back, but I thought Cam actually played well the first few games of the 2020 season during COVID. Remember, he was with the Patriots, and there was like a Sunday night game where he kind of recaptured the magic. And everybody was like, oh, here we go again with Cam. Mm -hmm. The Patriots have really found something. Remember, he was the quarterback that replaced Tom Brady in Mm -hmm. New England. Um, But since then, it's just so apparent that he's taken so many hits that I just don't think it's possible for him to come back and be anything close to where he was. Now, secretly, Cam Newton is good for our business. So am I rooting for him to catch on somewhere? Hell yeah. Am I rooting for him to get another start? Absolutely. If I'm a fan of a team, do I want Cam Newton? Uh, I think I'd rather turn just about anywhere else.
1: (laughs) He he is one of the best college football players I ever saw. He was an offensive rookie of the year. He yes. was an MVP, took his team to the Super Bowl. It is a tremendous career, but you're right. It is a hard thing for him to let go of. And he was, the game that you're talking about in a Patriots uniform was against the Seahawks, where he scored were a couple of rushing touchdowns, several passing touchdowns, and we thought, yeah, he's got it back. We didn't realize that Seattle had fallen off that drastically, that quickly defensively. Um, wow. And then he had five starts for Carolina last season. He was 0-5, and, and the numbers, any metric you want to throw out there was was way yeah. down. So, takes the year off, though, and you think, maybe, okay, you know, he's not in, in football in 2021, uh, or 2022, rather, like, maybe he needs that you know needs to get the the bruises healed, you know, get over being basically used as a goal line running back for most of his career. And now he uh-huh. wants back in and he says, "Hey, yes, I am willing to be a backup." Here's what he told YouTube's Iconic Saga.
0: There's a narrative that's out there that says, you know, Cam does not want to be a backup. I never said I didn't want to be a backup. So, I'm going to take this time to explain who and what situation I would want to be a backup and when I think about a backup I, ha- I have to mention I had two perfect examples of what that supporting cast is supposed to be I had Derek Anderson and Joe Webb those two individuals was a perfect example of selflessness and just ultimate team players and I don't know where it got kind of misconstrued with Cam's intentions to play I want to win
1: he wants to win. He's willing to be the mentor now as opposed to the mentee. And he has a list. Okay, he so he be willing to back up Lamar Jackson wherever he goes. Okay. Okay. We don't know what that is yet. I would I would pick a more stable landing spot, uh-huh. right? A more definitive. Uh-huh. Uh he'd be willing to back up Justin Fields. Tua tongue to a tongue of Iowa Malik Willis in Tennessee. Jalen Hurts in Philly. Aaron okay. Rodgers, any darn place, and Sam yeah. Howell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: He also said Deshaun <laughs> Watson, I think, at some point in in, in Cleveland.
1: Yeah, yeah, he I did. Mean, look, Do you want to hear what else got, he said? We got the Sean? stat
2: from we got the stat from Stats and Info and Sal Palantonio. Mm-hmm. Sixty eight quarterbacks started a game in the NFL in two thousand and twenty two. Cam Newton was better than some of those sixty eight, right? So if he wants to catch yes. on somewhere as a backup or a third stringer, like we're talking about him playing on a regular basis and whether you could count on him to take a team to the Super Bowl, like all of that is out the window. Is he better than Malik Willis right now? Absolutely. Like I I can't disagree with Cam on that.
1: Hmm. I don't know that he's I don't know that he is. Um I think he's slower than Malik Willis. I think he's he's a better goal line back option if that's how you want to use him in the same offenses that he's been used in his NFL career. I don't know that they're Completion percentage numbers are all that different, um, mm. and I think would you rather invest in the younger option than the the aging option? But I, I, you'll notice that he picked offenses where his skill set would slide in nicely if one of the quarterbacks went down. So even Tua in Miami, quick strike, you know, y- yards after the catch offense, right? What I do want to get to you about what he said about Deshaun Watson, though, was not only would he be willing to back up Deshaun Watson, Watson, he said, "quote This is Cam Newton, okay?" Yeah. I've yep. grown to admire the person, the athlete. Yep. He's going through a lot of turmoil. I uh-huh. believe, I, I believe that's behind him.
2: Look, I, I, I have a lot of respect for Cam, the player. He was mm-hmm. incredible to watch at his apex, and as you yep. said in college, unbelievable to fifteen in one season, all of it. Yep. Um, I never saw Cam as a great leader of a team. And I don't see him as somebody that I would want mentoring. You know, it's, I'd put Baker Mayfield in the same category. Quarterbacks like that who take up so much oxygen, in mm-hmm. general you want your backup quarterback to be Chase Daniel or Brian Hoyer or Jacoby Brissett, somebody who's very nondescript, not a guy who's world famous, and the minute your starter starts to look bad and throw an interception, all the fans are going to be clamoring to see what the backup has in store.
1: Uh, someone who communicates perhaps outside of symbols and windings and whatever the font is that Cam Newton now operates in social media. I will say it: in New England, there was a resounding endorsement from a pretty stodgy, you know, uh, regime. Right that he fit into their system and was able to tailor to what New England tried to do, and that's uh, that's that's tough to do among the thirty two teams uh, in the NFL. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Randy Scott. Speaking of it being hard to admit when it's over. We're going to get to Tiger Woods' first round at Augusta National. That and more is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court, it can feel impossible to keep up with. But we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News. Because staying informed shouldn't feel like a
0: chore. is the only punishment here. Now streaming. FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. That's it come. FX's *Shogun* now streaming on Hulu. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. I am here for the for
1: the for the pop. And the, you know what? Pop and the circumstance of the aughts. I really am. Um, it's Canty and Carlin, ESPN radio, ESPN app. If you dial up some Jesse McCartney, we're all in trouble. Serious XM, channel 80, and on your smart speaker. He is Aaron Goldhammer there uh, in Cleveland, If dial ESPN. up
2: that Jesse McCartney, our audience is in the most trouble of anybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because we're going to sing and dance? They can't that's, see us. I'm Randy right. Scott. You can see me on uh, Sports Center AM tomorrow morning, 7 AM Eastern on ESPN. Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio, presented as always by. Progressive Insurance, 888-729-3776 is the phone number. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. The Masters, round one of the Masters, continuing live with coverage on ESPN as well as uh, on ESPN Plus earlier today. Uh, they're interviewing Brooks Kepka right now, Biceps Brooks. Looking strong to quite strong, finding himself uh, not at the top of the leaderboard there at the Masters, but certainly uh, you could say within striking distance, 18 holes in. He's
2: tied for the lead. I think he's seven under. I'm just refreshed. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's tied for the lead with Victor Hovland, who played unbelievable earlier today. Sure did. It is you know it's no Tiger, but this is a pretty star-studded leaderboard. And if you want the live versus the PGA Tour thing to take shape throughout the course of the weekend, it's good that there are really players from both sides that are littering the top of this thing right now.
1: You yeah, you have that you have that box checked. Uh, especially with Kepka up there, it's nice to see Jason Day. In the mid, Adam Scott, I mean, this—that that is what this course does. I, I want to, you know what, I'm going to find Fred Couples. I feel like Fred Couples is always, he's one under. Freddie Couples yep. went one under today. He's tied for 27th. <laughs> he always does this. He it just, I mean, it is death, taxes, and Freddie Couples being in the red after 18 holes at Augusta. That man is 11 and a half years old, and he is out here continuing to go low. And we yeah. should say, notably, that is yep. three strokes better than what Tiger Woods did today, Aaron.
2: Yeah, still isn't Tiger though the biggest? Like, the first question you want to know when you hear the Sports Center update about the Masters being the lead story is how did Tiger do? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. Whoever's in the lead, all that, it becomes secondary. And the reality of it is Tiger was kind of depressing to watch today. I thought, Randy, Mm -hmm. you know, he obviously is past his prime. The car accident has totally demolished any hope that he had of winning more majors on the PGA Tour uh, or or, you know, or 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 winning the Masters, whatever. Um, But I thought he looked like he was in pain. And I kind of wish that I didn't see him like the great. I don't like to see them struggle. I like to remember them in their heydays. And it, it just made me think, is is it really worth it for Tiger to keep going out there? He's struggling to walk the full eighteen, let alone actually score well.
1: He has such a focus on him as well that as soon as that first hole I mean, the first hole of his tournament, there was a grimace after a swing, and yeah. grimace was trending on Twitter. You know, oh or or <laughs> It was a pain. Tiger pain was was trending on Twitter. Like that's how mm-hmm. dialed in people are with him. And that's what we're looking for now is body language. And yeah, we said yeah. earlier in the show that the expectations, the the measuring stick for Tiger has changed drastically. Um, yeah. you, you and I are old enough and we're sports fans enough in the early 2000s. We expected him to win. And now, every tournament he played in everyone. That's it. And now it's will he make the cut? That's how the change happens. Yeah, and just to see him out
2: there, I guess, to some fans is special. Randy, would you rather see him out there and see him struggle and have it be sort of like this ceremonial 18-hole walk, Mm -hmm. or would you rather he hit the tee shot on Thursday with Jack and and Tom Watson and then go into the broadcast booth or hang out or go to the champion's dinner, do something else?
1: I'd rather see the first choice there. I think there are degrees... Of struggle, there are shades of struggle. If we're talking about him being too over, I can deal with that, and 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 have a flash tomorrow, maybe that gets him right around the cut line. He hangs around for yeah. Saturday. Cards he did a couple make back to back
2: birdies today, despite the fact that he could hardly walk the
1: 18 holes. He's right. somehow
2: still he somehow still birdie right. 12 and 13, which is pretty incredible.
1: <laughs> but but I, I there will you know a time will come where he is part of that honorary tee shot, and maybe it's. I mean let's play that game. Let's tug at that thread. You know, who's mm-hmm. who's in the who's in the group? Who's the three? Is it him and Mickelson and
2: someone no, else? I don't think he and Mickelson, apparently from what I heard and I was not there. Mm-hmm. Champions Dinner, by the way, great job by Scotty Scheffler. The menu looked fantastic. How it had sliders and steak on his champions dinner menu, both, which phenomenal. <laughs> but Apparently, Phil and Tiger were both there. They did not speak a word to each other from what I heard in that room.
1: I think I, as, I, as I offered Mickelson up as perhaps someone who would be in that honorary group to start, I don't know how deep the fissure is, how deep the, the fault yeah. lines run uh, yep. for what lefty did with the live group. I really don't. And not only what he did, but what he said. And there are some things that are forgivable, and then there are some things for Tiger who uses yeah. slights and uses rivalry and uh, indignation, righteous or otherwise, as fuel, as motivation, um, and has throughout his career to to great successes. I want to shout out as it's Kaitlyn uh, Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Aaron Goldhammer and Randy Scott, and for the guys, I want to shout out someone at four under. Three Uh shots off the pace, but still with a couple of holes to try to go even lower. And that's an amateur, Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett plays at Texas A&M. He's from Madisonville, Texas. He's four under par at Augusta National right (laughs) now.
2: Totally undaunted. So the last (laughs) amateur to win this, they let amateurs play because of the Bobby Jones story. An amateur, like that would be a wild story. Uh, other than yeah. Tiger, the craziest story of the week would be if an amateur were to have a chance to win this. Now he's <laughs> only three shots back, right? Hovland, yeah. Uh, it's Hovland, John Rahm, and Kepka tied for the lead. Um, those are those are three big names. It's an American and two European. It's three different countries represented, um, but it's not Tiger and it's not Phil. No, and it's it does it doesn't <laughs> quite move the needle with the stereotypical middle of the road fringe golf sports fan the way that having Tiger Affil in the mix for this would.
1: What's going through Scotty Scheffler's mind? He's the reigning champ, he's already won on tour this year. He's playing with Sam Bennett and they're both four under par. Like he's he's looking over at this kid being like, I can't I can't get any separation from you, let alone climb up a leaderboard that includes Jason Day, Shane Lowry, Xander Shoffley, uh, Cam Young in at five under par as well. Gary Woodlands in here, Adam Scott. Okay, Tiger Woods isn't up there, but we're going quality and quantity, perhaps, against the uh what Tiger is at two over. And this has been a strong day, beautiful weather at Augusta National. We're gonna look ahead and forecast. What the Sixers could do in the playoffs. How big of a threat are they? Aaron Goldhammer, Randy Scott, and for the guys, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
0: Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.